Our Bible story is in Joshua 3 and 4, chapters 3 and chapters 4. We're talking about today, God will make a way for me to follow him. So we're going to find out, our Bible story today is about God making a way for the impossible to happen. You guys want to hear a story like that? God made a way for the impossible to happen, okay? Now, um, let me get a, uh, Joshua, come on down here. I'm going to get a volunteer, yeah. Come on down, since we're in Joshua, we're going to use Joshua. Come on down here. Joshua, I'm going to have you help me out here today. So since the boys haven't been doing too well, you can come on up here. Uh, I'm going to give you a series of things that you have to try to do, and if you do them, you're going to win points for your team, okay? Are you up for the challenge? All right, boys, you ready for some challenge? You ready for some points? All right, you guys aren't doing too well, so here we go. We're going to help you out here. All right, here's what I want you to do for five points, okay? I want you to lift off the ground and fly around the room. Here we go. Oh, no, 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 come here. Maybe, maybe I wasn't clear. Hey, come here for a second. What, what I'd like you to do is, are you familiar with uh, Superman? You know, Superman? Okay, who's familiar with Superman? You guys familiar with him? Red cape, tights, and everything? Okay. Uh, from uh, Kal-El, if you will, uh, from Planet of Krypton. Uh, I may know a little bit too much about that, but that's all right. Anyways, one of Superman, he can do everything, but one of the things he can really do is he can fly, which means like he can lift up off the ground, feed off the ground, and just sort of and glide around the room. So if Superman was here, he would just sort of with no motor, of course, and and whiz across the room. So I'd just like you to do that. Can you do that for five points? Here we go. Off the ground. Here's Josh flying around the room. Here we go. Flying around the room. Okay, come here, come here, come here, come here. I appreciate the, uh, you get an uh, E for effort there, but I really was hoping for some actual flight. Can you, act, can you do that? Oh, you can't do that. Oh, oh, well, that's, all right. He's, okay, so he's not Luke Skywalker uh, or Superman. Well, that's just a, all right, you know what? I'm going to give you another chance. I'll give you another chance. Here we go. Um, would you for five points? Here we go. I think you could do this. I'd like you to do one million push-ups. Here we go. One million push-ups. For five points. Here we go. No, wait, hang on. No, I'm, Josh is your representation. So here we go. A million push-ups. A million. Here we go. Wait, just real quick. Are you, do you think you can do that? Probably. Oh, he says he's going to go for it. All right. Well, we might be here till next Tuesday. But that's all right. Here we go. A million. A million, ladies and gentlemen. One. Oh. Okay. Well, let me. Come here. Let me explain to you. Um, this is basic counting here. I'll help you out. One, two, three. You know, next one. Oh. So you are having problems. Uh, let's help them out. One, two, three. Seven. Does anybody in here really know how to? Okay, if that's the case, we might be here until three Tuesdays from now. Is, uh, can you do a million push-ups? Okay. You can't do a million push-ups. All right, well, um, look, I really want to give you. Okay, here we go. I really want to give you points here. Oh, well, here. This is, uh, this is easier here. All right, now this should be an easy feat here. All right, Josh, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to eat this, okay? Here we go. Uh, uh, this is a microphone stand, for those of you who don't know it, so it's uh, about, oh, well, you know what, we can even extend it if we want to get a little bit higher. Yeah, you want to, it's probably, this, just so you know, I've had one, this right here, that's the best part. That's like the, the meatiest part, and it's kind of, it's, it's cream-filled in the middle, too, so this, this one right here, that, the bottom, the stand, That'll probably break your teeth, but you know what? When you get through it, if you just power through, it's really pretty nutritious for you. So here we go. Going to give you 30 seconds to eat this mic stand. All right. Are you ready? On your mark, get set, go.
go. Okay, one, two, three, four. Wow, that's pretty quick. Are you, are you full? Yeah. Pretty good. Your teeth look fine. It doesn't look like he's... Wait, did he just... Oh, is this a different one? Yeah. Oh, so, okay, well, very good. So since you were able to do that, let's eat this one in two seconds. All right, here you go. On your mark, get set, go. Where are you going? Why are you going back there? Where are you going? Where... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Josh. Can you eat this? Is it impossible? It's probably. It's, prob- uh, it, it's probably impossible. Yeah. I just- oh. Oh. I can't really. Maybe if you start from the top and work it right down. It tastes. It tastes like fingers. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Yes. Actually, it's got a sort of a crab sort of a taste to it. I think with a nice mushroom sauce, I could probably get that down. No, you're right. That is impossible. But, Josh, because you tried, because you tried, I am going to give you five points because you did try, even though I gave you impossible things to do. You can go ahead and put them in there and sit down. Give Josh a hand here. Give Josh a hand. Now, yeah, no booing. What are you booing for? That was impossible. Nobody could eat a mic stand. Uh, now, listen. Now listen to this. Now I had Josh up here. He tried to do a series of things. He tried to do a series of things that were what? Impossible. Impossible. Yes, they were. I know that some of you are sitting there like, oh man, I could totally fly across this room. Uh, you can't, okay? Uh, so a little bit of a reality check there. Now what if God, what if God, who is our leader, right? He's in charge. We follow him. What if he uh, told us, always told us something to do that he knew we couldn't do? That was just absolutely impossible. And what if after asking, asking you to do something, God told you he wasn't going to help you in any way. He didn't help you at all. So he said, Joshua, I need you to go. There's going to be a thunderstorm, all right? And your house is going to be destroyed. So I need you to go to your house, pick it up, and move it two blocks down, all right? Just kind of, if you could, just sort of hoist it up chuck it on the back there, and just sort of take it right down the street, okay? Well, would you be like, uh, uh, testing, one, two, three, uh, God, is this thing on? Check, 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 hello, there must be a, a bad, con- this must be a bad connection. Did you just say pick up my house? And ca- okay, well, and, then, and then you're like, well, can, are you going to help me out here, God? Can you give me a hand? No. Oh, would well, you have any idea how in the world I'm going to do this? Yes. Oh, good. Can you tell me? No. Okay, well, this is kind of difficult. Okay? It would be pretty frustrating, right? Wouldn't that be pretty frustrating? Yeah, if you, could, if you were told to do something that was impossible and you got no help or no answers. Well, the good news, here's the truth. The good news is that God isn't like that. Okay? He's not going to give you something to do that might seem impossible to you and then totally bail on you and leave you on your own. Okay? He's not going to do that. Now, he may ask us to do some things that are impossible, but he will always provide a way for us to do it. And we're going to take a look at something that God asked Joshua and the nation of Israel to do, and then I'm going to show you what I mean. Now, where are the Israelites going? You guys remember from last week? Where are the Israelites on their way to? Where are they going? If you Okay, you weren't here. Where are they on their way to? What are they trying to get to? No, not trying to get to Bismarck. No, not trying to get to Bismarck. No, shh. 
Or, no, not Wyoming. It's not in America. How about... Uh, yeah. Nope, not South Korea. No. No, not Egypt. They're trying to get... Jaden. Canaan, yes, the, the what? What do they call it? The, yes, thank you, Jaden. Good job, buddy. Yes, there you go. They are trying to get to the promised land. Now, they have been traveling and wandering in the desert for many, many, many years. In fact, how many, who knows how many years? Tyler? Yes, 40 years. Anybody 40 in here? Anybody rocking 40? All right, okay. Yeah, all right. Now, imagine, no? All right, that's okay. We don't have to raise your hand. Now, imagine you're, if you're 40 years old, your entire lifetime was spent wandering in the desert, and you're just waiting to get to this promise, and then you got 40 years just doing nothing, okay? There are many, many years, but that was all about to change. Now, one morning, Joshua and all of the Israelites got up early, and they traveled to the banks of the Jordan River. And as they looked across the river, they saw the land that God had promised them which was called the promised land. Okay, so they get to the river, and across the river, there it is. The promised land, all right? Super excited. It looks, looks, yeah, looks pretty good there. Um, so they, they're almost there. The promised land is right there, but we got this huge river. Now, I'm sure the people were super excited because they knew that once they got across the river, they would begin taking possession of the land that God had planned for them. Now, this is something that they have been waiting for for years and years and years. And finally, it's about to happen. Now, even before this, these 40 years, when the Israelites were in G- Egypt, how many of you guys know how many years they were in Egypt as slaves? Anybody know? Take a guess. Steve, what do you think? Was it? 140? No. What? Yeah, 400. 400 years, okay? They had been misplaced. It would be like you, Molly, we picked you up. I took you out of your home. I, I, I brought you into, an, into another country. I took you to Spain, all right? And Amy and I, we moved to Spain, and we took you, and we made you our slaves. You had to cook. You had to clean. You had to, you had to wash my feet. Uh, yeah, you had to clean the bathrooms. You do all sorts of gross stuff. But Molly, you're doing that for 400 years. Okay? And then finally, a deliverer comes and says, Molly, I have come to set you free. You no longer have to withstand the evil punishments of Amy, who makes you do rotten and dirty things. You no longer have to wash the stinky, sweaty feet of this hairy young man. Hey. Okay? Come with me, Molly. I will take you to the promised land that God has promised us. And boom. Whisk, pulled out of slavery, all right? Molly, are you excited? You're free? Are you happy? You happy? She's not happy. She wants to be a slave. She'd like to stay there. Okay, who wants to be free? Anybody want to be free? All right. So, Molly, I know you wouldn't want to do that. You're free, but, Molly, I'm so sorry. Uh, You see, uh, we also rescued your brother and your sister, and uh, um, they weren't being very good, so you got to wait another 40 years till you get to the promised land. <laughs> okay, it's a little bit frustrating. Are you kidding me? And then all of a sudden, Molly, we're there. There's the promised land, but there's this huge river in front of us. Okay? So they were really excited to get there, all right? But the anticipation is probably driving them nuts. Well, 
now that the Israelites were at the edge of the Jordan River, they set up a camp and they waited for three days until finally Joshua told them this. After three days, he told them this. Oh, this is amazing. So they're camped out, and what happens? They got to wait three days. <sighs> Just staring at the promised land. Hmm. Oh, what's going on here? Anyone ever had to wait for anything? You just like wait, wait in the line? You're like, oh, what is taking forever? Yesterday, last night at Walmart, Amy and I were there to pick up a couple things. There's somebody in front of us. Not only were they taking forever, they decided to write a check. Oh, the check. And then not only that, but they must have goofed it up and they wouldn't accept it. So we're standing there like, come on. I just want to eat my Milky Way, please. Okay. I, I don't know if I've told you this. I don't really like waiting in lines. I don't know if you got that or not, but I don't like waiting in lines. Okay. So I also don't like waiting at the airport. I don't like sitting in an airplane. I don't, I, I, I can't stand that. Amy and I were stuck in an airplane once for nine hours. On the runway. In Bismarck, okay? It was like my worst nightmare was happening to me, okay? So that's nine hours. We're talking about three full days. And it, it probably felt like being on an airplane. When you're on an airplane, there's nothing to do. You, I'm sorry, you, cannot use, you can't use your like. How, how good of a view is it at an airport? Well, there's a runway and what's oh, on the other side? Uh, another runway. Oh, there's a tree. Oh, I think I'll watch that for about eight hours. And then maybe I'll turn over here and watch. Oh, there's no tree. <gasps> a scroll. Everybody, scroll. <gasps> and we watch the squirrel. Oh, no. Please don't leave, squirrel. We have nothing to do in here. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> is there anything to eat? Uh, this is the captain speaking. We are all out of food because the first class passengers ate it all. So, coach, <laughs> maybe you should have worked a little harder. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? There's no food they fed all the first class people and us and coach have nothing to eat? <laughs> well, you guys could start eating each other. This is the captain. Over. <laughs> Oh, well, all right, well, who looks good here? All right, well, let's see. Anyone got a hot plate? Anybody? Okay, that's disgusting. Just kidding. Um, sorry, don't eat people. Um, but they're sitting there waiting for three days. Now, on top of all this anticipation, there's hundreds of thousands of people, by the way. Okay, that's the other annoying thing about being stuck in a plane, especially in coach. You're crammed in with, like, two extra strangers, and I always sit in the middle. And both of them always use the armrests, and they always, like, spread eagle with their legs, like, oh, like... So I'm always like crushed in the middle, like, can I just, I just need, I can't even drink my ginger ale. I can't, can I just get to it? And then poof, they elbow my ginger ale all over my lap. So I have a wet lap the whole time, okay? It's miserable. But now that's just a plane full of like 150 people. Now imagine hundreds and thousands of people for three days, all complaining with the anticipation, getting the promised land. Now add on top of that, Moses, their leader that they had been walking and talking with and trusting and complaining with. Where's he at? Yeah, he's dead. Who's in charge? Joshua is in charge. Now, to be honest, the people haven't really given him their full respect yet. Okay? Oh, who's in charge now? Joshua. Well, who's, who's that guy? I could run this thing. Hey, who, who do I complain to now? Okay? You guys remember two weeks ago when I told you about all the complaining that was going on about, 
yeah, man, like, Jedediah's name, his dog is like, you know, going to the bathroom all over my leg and stuff, man. It's really irritating, okay? Uh, all that annoying stuff was always happening to Moses. Now Joshua is in charge, but the people aren't really like, oh, I don't really know, you know, they're not really fully believing that this guy is in charge, okay? But Joshua comes out, hey, everybody, get ready. Tomorrow's the day. God's going to do some wonders among you. So the next morning, the people gathered near the river and prepared to cross. They're getting ready. Now, in front of them were the priests who were carrying what was called the Ark of the Covenant. Okay? Uh, anyone seen Indiana Jones? Uh, the Ark of the Covenant. There we go. That's what they were looking for. All right? Inside the Ark of the Covenant was what? No, Indiana Jones wasn't in the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> it was the Ten Commandments. Yes. And something else was in there. Anybody know? Yeah? What? What? Oh, yeah, that, that was in there. And I believe, yeah, what else, Jaden? Gold jar of manna. Yeah, because they were, uh, what was that? That was representing one of God's miracles. He always made them, like, take a little bit something so they remembered. Anything else in there? Anything else? Okay. So, anyways, they, decided, they got the Ark of the Covenant with the priests in front of them. And the, the Ark of the Covenant was a symbol of God's presence with his people. And so Joshua said to the priests, lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river, okay? So the priests did as Joshua told them. They picked up the Ark. So the priests did as Joshua told them. They picked up the Ark and started to carry it into the river. There's only one. So, I know, we get it. So, the priest did what they told him. There was only one problem when they were walking the ark. Okay, there was only one problem. The Bible says that at this time of the year, the Jordan River was so deep that it was overflowing its banks. Okay? So, have any of you ever been to, like, I I'm picturing Niagara Falls. Anyone ever been there before? Niagara Falls! Okay, just this, like... Or has the James, oh, how about last year? Remember last year when we were flooded out? Remember last year? We had all that water. Anyone live in like South Bismarck or Mandan and like saw like the water everywhere? Yeah? Okay, so we got water everywhere and it's over the banks and it's deep and we got white caps and it's rushing and it's fast, okay? It's overflowing. If the priests kept walking, they would be underwater and very soon they would probably drown. Yeah, because that ark, what do you think that's thing? You think that's pretty heavy or is that pretty light? Yeah, pretty heavy. So they're like, okay, you want us to what? You want us to walk in this water carrying? It's like a thousand pounds, dude. Just, okay, so like you're kind of, and then all of a sudden like, oh, this isn't so bad. Okay, it would have been, that would have been what happened, all right? If they kept walking, they would have dropped in. And more than likely, the rest of the people tried to cross the river with all their stuff and their donkeys and everything, they would have drowned too. Like, oh, well, let's just, okay. So not a good situation, all right, with all their stuff. Now, this looked like an impossible task that God had asked them to do. Walk across the river. Look at this thing. And it's so, we're, gonna, we're all going to drown. So what do you think? You think there was like, a, well, let's just be reasonable, everyone. Let's think this through. Now, there's probably a little bit of panic, right? Well, we're not going. We're all going to die. I don't want to lose my donkey. I can't swim. And I don't Okay, there's probably some definitely complaining going on. But God then spoke to Joshua, and he said this. 
Today I will begin to make you a great leader in the eyes of all the Israelites. They will know that I am with you, just as I was with Moses. Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the Jordan River, take a few steps into the river and stop there. Okay, so God gave Joshua specific instructions. He goes, look, I'm going to do something here today, miraculous. Not only am I going to get you across the river, but everyone's going to know that I'm with you, just as I was with Moses. Now, I wonder what the people were thinking. Were they surprised that God was asking them to do something that looked impossible? What do you guys think? Yeah. You think they were worried that they were all going to drown? You think they complained about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of complaining going on. And it didn't matter because it was time, and Joshua was telling everyone, look, this is it. God told us to do this. This is what we're doing. So he shouted out to them this. Today you will know that the living God is among you. So Joshua gave them the command. Hey, hey guys, today is the day. We're going to know that God is with us. And they started to march, and all eyes were on the priests as they stepped into the river. And when they did, something miraculous happened. As soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water's edge, the river stopped flowing. In fact, the water upstream began backing up, and the water downstream kept on flowing all the way to the Dead Sea. And the riverbed became completely dry. The priests then marched to the middle of the, of the dry riverbed and stood while all the Israelites crossed. Now once all the people got to the other side, of the jo- Joshua picked 12 men to go to the middle of the river and pick up a stone. So after everybody got across, Joshua said, hey, let's send 12 guys out there from each tribe. So they all grabbed the stone and uh, put it up on the shoulder. And then they took these stones and they constructed an altar to worship God and mark the place where he had performed this miracle. Now that must have been an amazing sight for all the Israelites who were there. And I'm betting that none of them forgot that moment as long as they lived. I don't think that you would forget that moment if you walked down to the James River and all of a sudden I was like, hey guys, come on, we're just going to cross the river. And you're like, Pastor Aaron, what? You're kind of nuts, dude. I'm like, no, 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 come on, let's go. As soon as I touched the water, the river just completely dried up. I think you guys have been like, Okay, what in the world? How did he do that? Yeah, that's what you'd ask. How'd you do that? Okay? It, God had asked them to do something, something that looked almost impossible, but when they, provide, when they obeyed, he provided a way for them to do it. <laughs> Following God and doing what he asks can sometimes be easy, and sometimes it can be hard. How many of you guys know that? How many of you guys know that sometimes walking with God it's good. We're going to go through good times. But then how many of you guys also know that sometimes there's going to be tough times? Sometimes there's going to be times that it feels like it's impossible. Oh, it's just, how are we going to get through this? We can't do it. But no matter what you're doing, if God is asking you to do it, he will provide uh, you the help to make it happen. So let's say this. Here's an example. Here's an application to your own life. Everyone look up here. Everyone look up here. Here's an application to your own life. Let's say you want to invite, you guys can look at the screen here. Let's say you want to invite your friend to church, but you're really, really nervous about doing it. We're on 17, Noah. Uh, but you're really nervous about doing it. Then, 
Ask God to give you an opportunity to talk to your friend about. Okay, there's, there's you that you're kind of nervous. All right, I'm going to give you a nervous face. Uh, I got a friend and I don't know. I'm really nervous. How many of you have ever been in a situation where you've had an opportunity to tell somebody or invite them to church, but you passed up on it? It's okay. I'm going to raise my hand because I've done it. It's all right. Let's be, we can be honest here. All right? Maybe you're having a conversation with somebody, and I would always find that I, this would always happen to me, especially when I kind of walked away from the Lord. When I decided not to live for him, I, I, I grew up in a kids' church just like you guys. I went to a Christian school, okay? But when I got into my 20s, I decided I wanted to do my own thing, and I sort of walked away from the Lord. But what I always found, I'd always have conversations with people. This is when I was playing music. Almost every time I met somebody new, God somehow came up in the conversation. It would just come up. And at the time, I remember being like annoyed. Like, what in the world? Why are we always talking? What, what is happening? Am I, where, am I wearing a Jesus t-shirt? What is, I don't have a Bible. Why does everyone want to talk to me about God? All right? <laughs> it's because God was, he was still uh, making an opportunity. He's, he wasn't letting me go. Okay? He was reminding me, hey, Aaron, I, I have bigger plans for you. Don't, I'm not letting you go. I'm not walking away. I'm not giving up on you. Okay? But there had been times where I had an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, and maybe I was a little bit too embarrassed, or I didn't want to do it, or maybe there were too many people around and I was scared, okay? Anyone ever been in that situation? We have the opportunity, but oh man, all my friends are looking at me. Oh, if I stand up and tell them I'm a Christian, everyone's going to laugh at me. Okay, maybe that's happened. But you know what? That impossible situation happens. What should you do? What's this guy doing? Just get on your knees. You don't have to get on your knees. You just say a quick prayer. I've been in situations where someone's talking to me and pouring out their heart, and I'm listening, and I'm thinking, I don't have any idea what I need to say here. Oh, my goodness. And so in my heart, while I'm listening and talking to them, I say a prayer, Jesus, help me. Give me words to say to this person. And he always comes through and gives me something to say. Okay? God won't abandon you. And if he asks you to do something that maybe seems impossible, or maybe you're put in a situation that might seem impossible to accomplish, Don't give up hope, and don't just walk away. Give God a chance. He'll be there. He won't give up on you. Bow your heads and close your eyes. God wants so desperately for us to follow and obey him. But he'll never abandon us or let us go. And like I just shared, I, I'm just looking back. And I remembered whenever I did walk away from God. It was, a, it was a lonely time for me. But I know that he never gave up on me. And because he didn't give up on me, that's why I'm standing here today as your pastor. Which, 10 years ago, I never would have thought would be possible. God can do not only these physical, amazing, miraculous things, but he can do things emotionally for you. He's never, ever going to give up on you. He'll never let you go. It's never God that turns his back on you. It's us. We're the ones that turn our our back on God. So nothing is impossible for God. Nothing. So today, if if you're sitting there and you're saying, you know what, that situation happened tonight. You know what, I I did. I messed up. I, I missed out on opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus or to do the right thing. But I don't want to do that anymore. 
when God gives me something to do or, or a situation pops in my life that seems impossible, I want the faith and the courage and the boldness to believe and call on God. If that's you this morning, let's raise our hands and let's give our lives fully to God. Say, you know what, I'm gonna commit to not giving up and not relying on myself. I'm gonna rely on God. Okay. You guys can put your hands down. There are so many instances in the Bible where God does an amazing miracle, something that's just absolutely amazing and powerful. There's nothing impossible for him. And he loves you so very much. Father, I pray a blessing over each of these boys and girls. Lord, maybe when an impossible situation pops up in their life and they don't know what to do, they'd remember this story with Joshua and how he called and relied on you and you answered and you provided a miracle for the Israelites. You got them across the Jordan River and we're almost at the promised land. I pray if anything like this ever happens that you would just be with them and that they would get on their knees and that they would pray and ask you for help. Thank you and I appreciate you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.